When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey everybody, happy Monday. It's your girl Claudia Jordan. Welcome to Cocktails with the Queens. We're separated tonight. We had so much fun last week. We're gonna get into all of that in a second. But I'm back with my girls, Vivica A. Fox. Hey girl. Hey. Birthday girl. Uh also Miss Lisa Ray with that island hair still thriving. I'm still in the islands. I don't know about y'all, but I, I'm uh, that's okay. what my mind is, you know, at Ooh, least. She stunned on us real quick, didn't she? Okay. okay. <laughs> and our girl, Selena Johnson, who's always coming through. What's up, Selena? Hey, y'all. What's popping? Uh, of course, we're dishing about everything uh, trending in, in the news and on social media. And later on in the show, we have a special treat. When I tell people who's going to be on the show tonight, they're like, oh, I'm not missing this. Even my, my concierge downstairs is like, what? Judge okay. Mathis will be joining us and speaking about the narrative on how Black families are seen in the media with television personality. Like I said, Judge Greg Mathis, which I adore him. Queens, how are y'all feeling tonight? And what y'all sipping on? And how y'all been since I've seen you in the islands? Oh, gosh. All I know is we all tanned. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we still got our Jamaica glow going on. Uh, you know, last week was epic. It, it, it really was. I mean, we've been doing the show for such a long time. And for us to kind of somewhat all be in the same place was just really wonderful. My family absolutely adored you, Queens. Uh, they just had the best time with you all. And I'm just so grateful that to our producers at Fox Soul that, you know, we we we, we fought through that, but we made it happen. And live from Jamaica was just epic. And I thank you guys for celebrating my birthday with me. We thank you once again, because we had a fantastic time. I want to go back on that boat, okay. and I need some more of that, uh, the oxtails and the brown soup chicken. So cheers to you once again. We had a great time. Yay. Thanks for having us. Yeah. Mm. I thought I had So I'm back to my Pinot Noir. Oh, that's what you drinking? Okay, okay. Yeah. Selena, what me, you drinking? Me too, Vivica. I got the same one you got too, girl. You, you <laughs> we back home, huh? We back home. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh. That, that wine that you brought, Selena, to the table at Vivica's Farewell Amen. last night that we were in Jamaica was excellent, girl. So here, here. I would pull a little bit in here if I didn't have a okay. tea, but I got the tea. <laughs> well, shout out to the City Winery Tour. You know, that's where I got the, the bottle of wine from. I have um, signature wine bottles that they sell, they make, they create for every show, and then they sell them, and I signed them and autographed them, so I brought Vivica one for her birthday. Um, and then I've got two shows left. Boston is August 10th, and uh, Philadelphia, I'll be there August 12th, and then the tour is over. Okay. Oh, okay. I got some people already hit me up. They go, can you ask Selena if I can get two tickets to her show in Boston? I'm yeah, gonna at the box office. I'm yeah. the <laughs> they could get them down to the box office. <laughs> Hilarious. All right, ladies, let's get into these hot topics, shall we? have a lot to yeah. cover. Now, Doja Cat reveals her new look after shaving her hair and eyebrows on Instagram Live. Okay, Doja said, what is the use of having hair if you're not going to be bleeping you're not going to bleep and wear it out. Meaning, you know, weaves and all that. Uh, I don't even sport it, so I'm shaving it off. There's no point. I've never felt so bleep and happy. Like, it's very funny how much of an effect taking my hair off my head has positively influenced me. Now, after posting the video, Doja received comments from some of her fans who questioned her mental state. Doja addressed the comments and said, if you really have love for me and you really are concerned about me, I want you to know this isn't a cry for help or an issue of any sort. This is just me having no hair, and I'm still the same me. Ladies, what are your thoughts on Doja Cat's new look and her reason behind it? Lisa Ray, let's start with you. I think it's, been, and I've heard, you know, I'm always talking about something I heard, but um, <laughs> I heard that it's very liberating, you know? And low-key, I'm kind of envious of that because I kind of want to know what that feels like, but I'm too nervous to cut 
all my hair, but she's absolutely right. Viv and I was talking about this the other day, and all of us can contest to this, that how much do we really wear our own hair? I ain't talking about you, Claudia, but, you know, us, you know, Viv and I. You know, we really don't wear on hair because we we wear wigs and ponytails and pieces and tracks and, you know, uh, braids and dreads. And, you know, we're about being stylish in so many different ways and variety of being a woman. So that's the essence of having, you know, Becky one night, maybe not Becky and definitely not Karen, but Tiffany one night and having, you know, being a Renee another night and being a redhead another night. You know what I mean? That's exciting, you know, but good for her that if she felt like she wanted to cut her hair off and present herself to her fans that way. And she said, look here, I'm fine. My mental state is okay, but thanks for asking. But just to let y'all know, I'm cool. Then have okay. it. So Lisa Ray says it's liberating. Okay, Selena, what do you say? Why somebody be crazy because they get a haircut? <laughs> <laughs> What? <laughs> Wait. Since when did getting a haircut make you crazy? Okay, I just cut all my hair off just a couple of a, a month, two months ago, because I was just sick of it. And I wear my own hair every day. The only reason, the only way I will wear, <clears throat> unless it's a protective style, then I, you know, I, I like a good braid. I, I like, you know, my same braids that uh, Lisa Ray got. I, I love wearing those because they're light and they're easy. But most of the time I wear my own hair and it's very boring. It's also a lot to deal with, especially natural hair. Like you think natural hair should be easy, but it's really hard. You really have to take time to manipulate it and fix it and all this stuff. So hair is actually can cut like hair for me and for most women can has caused anxiety because it's like, you know, man, I, I struggle between these itchy wigs or I struggle between a weave that's messing up my edges, or I struggle between men, I want my hair to grow. Man, you know, we go through so many phases as women. It's like, cut all this shit off. Like, I'm sick of it, you know. Okay, well, okay. So, I'm here for it. So you're, okay, so you're here for it. Okay, now, Vivica, we're gonna end with you. I'm, I'm gonna say this real quick, just one quick sentence before I turn it over to you. I feel you on the haircut thing, but what concerned me was cutting the eyebrows off too. That's when I was like, is something... Is she okay? Vivica, what do you think about this? Do you know she cut off, she shaved her eyebrows as well? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know why she doesn't um, think that folks found it to be surprising that she did this on live. Um, That's true too. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's nothing wrong that, you know, because most women, when we go through a breakup or we want to change in life, uh, we go with our hair. It's like, ugh, I need to do something different. Usually when you have a breakup, most girls are like, oh, just cut it off. I got to get him out of here. Right. Uh, the surprising and alarming thing was that she did it live. Um, and it was a whole like thing. And then she did the eyebrows. Um, it was a lot. And I think she's a very beautiful girl. And I, I just wonder with these children, why does everything have to go live that if it's something that you want to do do it and then the next day say you guys guess what I was sick of hair like Saweetie did Saweetie I remember Saweetie who everybody was used to the weaves the long hair and everything came and was like I got a buzz cut Mm -hmm. and that's when you felt like okay she had kind of broken up with someone and was like I just needed to get rid of this energy and she did it so the surprising thing with Doja um, is that, you know, she, she seems to me that she gets bored at times and she just does things live and they're surprising to folks. I get, I get the hair thing that you all are talking about. Cause sometimes it is annoying. You're like, ugh. but I, I, the thing on live, the eyebrows and again, doing it on live is you can't do something like that on live and then say, why are y'all tripping? Right. Because yeah. you're doing it on live for a reaction or an attention, or I, I I would check on her if I was one of her friends. And then she also posted a bunch of weird pictures where she was making a lot of really odd faces, like like doing all, like that kind of stuff. And I just hope she's okay because I will say this about Doja: Doja stays in the news, and she got success fairly quickly and kind of blew up, right? And then she made a few missteps. Um, like we all have, but she's made a few missteps and she's coming up in the social media era where every little thing you do, ah, uh, yeah, you did this, use it. Yeah. And I, I remember for a while she was getting dragged for, it was like almost every couple of weeks and I can relate yeah. to that. So I could see her getting to a breaking point where like, I just snapped. 
You know, I'm not saying she snapped. I hope she didn't. I hope it's just a, a, a hair thing. I hope it's as surface as it is. With the eyebrows, sis, when you get older, like in your 40s, you be wishing for your eyebrows from your 20s because yeah, I be drawing she, shit. Back. back. Yeah. <laughs> she just I'll miss she my tattoo. But you know, now the kids is tattoo on their eyebrows. And if you want to be drag about it, then you're going to color them out and put them on and fix them on again, you know? At that part. All right. Well, she's gonna wear up, a wig. You'll see. She's let's keep this. Come on. <laughs> All right. Now, uh, by now, everyone knows Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson called it quits after nine months of dating. A source told Entertainment Tonight that they couldn't make their long distance relationship work. Now, y'all surprised? And do you think it's possible to have a successful long distance relationship, especially when two people are both very, very, very busy? And we're going to get into what Kanye said next. But let's talk about this. What do you, Vivica? Let's start with you about this one. Do you think it was distance? Do you think it was something else? Do you think she got tired of the white meat and she want to go back dark? What you think? <laughs> all that. I, well, Claudia, all of that. Okay. <laughs> uh, you know, let, let, I, I personally think uh, Kim dated Pete to feel like I'm going to try something new. And I personally think that Kim missed that billionaire lifestyle and that billionaire ping um, in that order. And, uh, you know... <laughs> Now, all of a sudden now she's back to Yeezy 23 coming out and, uh, you know, Pete's a nice guy, but he's a comedian. So he is pretty simple. You know, with Kanye, there's a lot of drama. There's fashion. There's the notoriety. There's all of that that comes. So, you know, for a while you think, oh, I want to date a normal guy. And then it seems to me she got bored. Um, You're absolutely right. I concur with you, Vivica. I absolutely think that, you know, when you when you are dating a high profile and a high maintenance woman that's used to a certain lifestyle, you cannot come and compete with a Kanye if you don't have that kind of career or that kind of finance or that type of, you know, anything, you know, even if you're not really well cultured or traveled, you know, Kim is at the at the top of her A game, you know what I mean? So you know, as much as, you know, the small things count as well, uh, when you get ready to get big, go big, you got to go big, you know? And I don't know if he's even able to do so. I heard he goes big in the bedroom though. And, so and, I, and can I just do a quick sidebar? And was it long distance? Because didn't he quit Saturday Night Live and was quite, was with her quite often? I think his new popularity, he got really busy with movies. I think he's been in Australia recently. So um, okay. yeah. Uh, Selena, what do you think about this? It's giving new Hulu show of keeping up with the Kardashians. Need a new storyline? Sorry, Pete. Bless his heart, but he was a new storyline down to the Hulu for the Kardashians, and I really feel like she will always love Kanye because he is the father of her children. There is a different kind of love there, and. I feel like she went out with him to make him jealous, to piss him off, to kind of show him what it's like to prom- to promenade around with another person like he had been doing. I think he just got caught up in the whole rebound energy. And uh, I don't know if it's going to work out for, for Kim because if you think that's going to get Kanye back. See, here's the problem. With, when, women, when, when women do stuff, and in, in, in like go out and be with other men and be independent and do their thing. Oh, we terrible. We hoes, we terrible. Mm-hmm. But when men have a whole bunch of women and cheat and be terrible, it's all good. They could get their woman back. It's all good. Yeah. So her situation is going to feel, it's going to look unforgivable to Kanye. That's what but it's not. I, I, I don't I think, don't, I don't, I don't even, so. I, my he's got a woman. He's got a whole woman that's like a therapist. She didn't got his life together. I he's not doing that good. He allegedly scrubbed his page, which is going to be one of our next topics that we're talking about, because Kim told him to, and he did. Girl, that connection. Yeah. I, I don't even think she, I'm going to go ahead and take a stab in the dark in the dark of this. I don't even think she even wants Kanye back. I think there was a traumatic, weird-ass relationship towards the end. Remember Kanye got, they were on opposite pages. She was like all for getting Black folks out of prison, and he was all for Team Trump. They could, they probably had so many political arguments. I think, you know when you have a bad relationship, you're like, you know what? I don't even want to date this kind of man anymore. I want the total opposite just so I could like, kind of like cleanse my palate and she tried something else. And I think it was a rebound and, and it served as purpose. Did she try something else or did she go with the same insanity really? Right. Well, she got a white man. And, and you remember, remember Claudia, she was, 
Remember, she was down to that concert with that um with that, that black, black drag outfit outfit on, and that was after all of the little drama. So, like oh. y'all say, the new Yeezy twenty twenty three line coming out. I'm um, just saying, Selena, I'm with you when you write. I'm with you when you write. Oh, Kim, storyline. I don't want to see it. This is the hot ass mess. All right, y'all. Well, listen. <laughs> On to something else that really brings me joy. Our next guest coming up, we are catching up the star of E's new show, Mathis Family Matters. Judge Greg Mathis is with us. Stick around. We'll be right back with Judge Mathis after this quick commercial break. Grab a cocktail and join us right back here in two minutes. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Cocktails with the Queens. Now, we're going to talk to Judge Greg Mathis about his new show on E, Mathis Family Value Matters, and the importance of changing how the Black family is seen in the media. But first, let's take a look at a clip from his show. When the robe comes off, I'm just another sucker. All right. Uh-oh. Looking like a star. For the first time in 15 years, the kids are all back in the same city. Hey, look at It's great to have everyone home. Let's bring my coffee, please. Uh-oh. There, there we go. go. I didn't invite you here. They put on my friends. Makeup sex is the best sex. <laughs> I'm the prettiest. <laughs> Please welcome Emmy Award winner Judge Greg Mathis. Hey, ladies, welcome, uh, my, Judge. My favorite queens. It's so good to uh, enjoy a friendship with all you ladies. That's what makes this interview special. That's right. What's up, Midwestern? Yeah, that's right. Chicago, Detroit, and then Naptown in the house. Okay, Midwest does it best. Claudia, where are you I from? Uh, okay, I feel left out. I'm from Rhode Island, but I did go to college in <laughs> Cleveland, Ohio. So I'm in the Midwest. All right, Judge, we're super excited to have you here. We all adore you and know you in, in some capacity. And the fans, when I, we posted that you're going to be on the show, it's like everyone was super excited. So you, you, I mean, you're just, you're just so unique. So let's just go ahead and get into it. First of all, congratulations on receiving your star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. What, what was that moment like for you? Yeah, well, you know, it meant a lot for me as it relates to my grandchildren and the future, great-grandchildren, et cetera. They'll be able to know them and show their friends. Uh, so it wasn't a real big deal for me until I uh, saw Charlie Chapman's star a couple of stars down and i said how long has this been here it says since 1922 wow. so i did the math i said that's a hundred years i'm gonna be on a hundred years they said yeah <laughs> that's when it hit me right. <laughs> wow. so no it's a great honor um to have that type of uh, legacy to leave for my children my grandchildren and my great-grandchildren they said i got a hundred years at least right wow. that's right so that now that's the honor Doc, I mean, uh, Judge Mathis, how has everything that you have gone through in your life and career prepared you for a moment like that? 100 years right next to you, like in the way that that hits you, did you have like a flashback of all of the things and the moments in your life and career that have led you to that moment? You know, it's interesting that you would ask that question. It's the first time I've been asked that. And I think you're, you're hitting it on the head in the sense that it did feel like a culmination uh, of all my career achievements and quite frankly, all my life achievements, but certainly as a uh, career. And so uh, it came full circle and I began to recall the day I left jail and went and got my GD and went and was admitted to undergrad under uh, affirmative action program. That's why we need to keep supporting affirmative action. And then going to law school and getting my law license and working. But then I thought about how they withheld my law license for three years, even after I had my record expunged. And so then I started thinking about how I beat them. I didn't beat everybody. I didn't took it and took y'all license and Took it to another level. So those are the things that began to dawn on me. Uh, and so, yes, it's very uh, gratifying to know, one, that I was able to do it. And secondly, I did it uh, in light of a lot of obstacles. And a lot of those obstacles uh, were placed in front of me by, by folks who don't want us to get where we want to be. Amen. Uh, you know Amen. what I mean? Amen. Yes. Mm -hmm. well, you know, 
Judge, just congratulations on receiving all of your well-deserved trophies. I mean, it's been a long time coming. You've been in the business for such a long time. Your show, uh, you know, has, has been cracking us up for, you know, decades. I've been there for a lot of your accolades from you winning your yeah. Emmy to the star. But now let's talk about this show with your, with your family. Because I think that that was the one thing that when we, when I hung out with you that day for the star, that we went back over to your beautiful home in Bel Air. And to see you with the family, with the kids, with, with your beautiful wife, with the grandkids. And just to see, I, I never knew you were such a wonderful family man. No. What, the goal of the show. What do you want America to see with the show? Well, first of all, you never knew I was such a chump. That's what you're trying to say. <laughs> you're trying to say, Judge, I see how you talk tough and your kids, your family, they abuse you like you a chump. And you're right. <laughs> they all got you wrapped around their finger for show. Well, yeah. And yeah. so what we tried to do with the show, however, is show that all black families in America aren't broken. And yeah. we wanna make sure that um, most of America and all of America, quite frankly, understands that. Yes, our communities have more obstacles, our families have more obstacles than most of the general population because we've had more oppression than yes. most of the general population and trauma, hundreds of years worth. And the legacy continues and the vestiges of that continues. So yes, we might have a disproportionate amount of broken families. However, we want to make sure that they see that when you give an opportunity, when a black man is able to overcome his obstacles, go to school, educate himself, choose a woman who is also uh, preparing herself for success and to prepare a family. We want them to see that. We want them to see a black family of professionals, but also we want to show our folks that even though you're professional and you may gain all this uh, opportunity, what you must understand is that obstacles will always be there. Each and every one of my family members has life obstacles that we struggle with every day. I'm not telling y'all mine, but y'all see, <laughs> y'all have seen this. My daughter suffers from depression, flunked the bar five times as a result of a learning disorder. However, she's a leading advocate in mental health, renowned to become a lawyer and a prosecutor where she set up a second chance program in uh, Washington, D.C. or uh, in nearby county. And uh, 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 just uh, uh, as her dad went through a second chance program like her dad went through, which ah. gave me a lot of uh, confidence knowing that I did a good job and as an example. Then my other son, as we know, a member of the LBGTQ community who faces discrimination and injustice and injustice all the time. And so we all have obstacles, my other children. And the fact is we want Black America to know that we all have obstacles. I don't know how much money you have, how little money okay. you have. We well, all you know have personal obstacles we have to work to overcome. And you do that by coming together and joining, uh, putting that love together in the family and fighting back together. Yes. Well, I want to tap into yes. that because first of all, I did not even know that you had a reality show. I had to look up and say, hey, wait a minute, is this something? Oh, and I clicked on there. But what a wonderful surprise because one thing about you, I know you, you are real and real yeah. recognize real. And when someone has been through as much as you've been through, I'm up to listen more to someone that has had some challenges and has been there, done that, that can school me on something. You can't really school me on some things that you've been the top of your class all your life and you come from this kind of family and this kind of lineage. And it's almost like, I ain't got that kind of chance, you know? But for you, thank you. For being you thank you for being honest thank you for wanting to show the black family in a light that is not always just 100 positive that we got some challenges too so i'm saying all of that to say my question is this i know uh one of your episodes your your son um greg mathis jr mm -hmm. had talked about the challenges of coming out and being gay uh we have a clip i want to look at that real quick mm -hmm. if somebody at work say yeah and uh you gay? What would you say? I said no. As accepting as you all have been, the reality is that there's a, I mean, there's people who would hate us for that. Hate me, hate you. 
these black men can't run their households and raising weak sons and it's that connotation of how it impacts you. Wow. Beautiful clip. Yep, absolutely. I wanted our audience to see that because my question is, how do you feel that that conversation affected you as a father? Yeah, first, it angered me and I get angry every time I see it because what it says to me is that the discrimination and injustice put upon the LBGTQ communities and in this instance, my son personalizing it, it says to me that my son denied who he was mm. for many years to protect my career. I didn't wow. know that. You know, he came out to us when he was a teenager. We've known he was gay since he was a teenager. And now he's in his 30s. He went to college, uh, then went to Washington, D.C. and worked for 11 years. Washington, D.C. being a gay friendly town. And so I thought, whoa, my son is finally living his life. He worked for the U.S. Senate, a senior advisor to United States Senator John Warner. So I'm so proud and happy and thinking that he's happy and loving his life. And then he tells me that his colleagues at work and many of his friends did not know he was gay. And it was because he didn't know how my fans would react. And you know, I'm ready to get with somebody. I'm listening <laughs> as close as I can okay. to every radio show. You better not try with your judge. You better not. I ain't playing no games. I ain't playing no games. <laughs> judge, speaking of, not, speaking of not playing games, um, I, I saw this uh, clip of you the other day and it was really powerful, like everything you do. Uh, you said that black men during the Black Lives Matter protest, women in the LBGTQ community was at the front lines of the protest, which I've been at a lot of myself. I've seen a lot of us there and you called it out. You said brothers at the time, black men were busy killing each other at alarming rates. Can you talk a little bit about that real quick? Cause yeah, I'm certainly. glad someone said it. You know, and, and let me start by saying I'm not afraid to say those type of things because, okay. I mean, what are you going to do if, if the if thugs want to get at me for saying that? All right, I'm all right with that. I know how to handle that. And so I'm not really bothered by things that others would be scared to say. So mm. I'm saying I think what a lot of sisters feel and a lot of brothers feel, and that is we are not protecting our community as we should. And the backbone of our community has always been black women throughout Ooh. our sojourn in America. And uh, uh, that is the case now. Uh, you raise our children. You have to serve your husband or your man at the same time. Many of our sisters are working two jobs, going to school at the same time, raising the children by themselves and fighting back against injustice. And here we are, many of our brothers, we out here to playing tough, killing each other, fratricide within our own community, fighting against the wrong enemy. Okay. And so the, the real enemy is injustice. The real enemy is those who are trying to hold you back and those who are stepping on your foot and shooting you in the back, stepping on your neck and shooting you in the back. That's mm. black men. And it disappointed me so much during the election. That's what disappointed me is when yes. Stacey Abrams and many of the sisters who led the charge to elect the Democratic uh, uh, administration that we have now, who hasn't done totally right by us, by the way, but doing the best, doing some, yes. something. Yes. And so brothers were missing, though. You had Stacey Abrams registering voters. Then came the voting rights bill. We saw mobilization of sisters pressuring Congress in the U.S. Senate. Then mm. even the Joyce Floyd Policing Act, yes. which was up at the U.S. Senate, and we needed help, and we needed someone to fight for. It was all sisters. They're not stepping on the sisters' uh, necks. They're stepping on our necks, brothers. They're not shooting the sisters as much. They're shooting us. And you all have them fighting our battles. We have y'all fighting our battles. That's, that's cowardice, and it's unfair to you all. And so I'm not a coward, and I'm calling all these brothers who are not standing next to their sister fighting for their sister and their family and the woman, then you are a coward, period. You can get mad. You can do whatever you want to do. My address, 1962, Stradella, 
Bel Air. I'll be there. Come he right said by. What he said, what say. That's okay. the real address. So we got a problem. We can talk about it right there. We can reason together. We can do whatever you want. You can come there and talk about my gay son, or you can come there and talk about what I said about black punks who won't stand up with their women. We can talk about all of that. I'm well, sorry, y'all got me on a whole different You know what, Judge? People think when they see you on TV and when you be checking people in the courtroom, they think, oh, that must be an act. No, mm -hmm. y'all, what y'all see is what you get. This man is like He is male and sir. You know, I, I would never go on, I would never go on your show if I didn't have my my case trump tight because you if you have first of all if you have even sniffed crack or been around someone that did crack 10 years ago, he gonna smell the crack residue on you no in, the, in the corner. You a crackhead, mama crackhead. I smell crack, and you are always right. How, before we let you go, I always wondered about this, Judge Mathis. I don't want to ask you when we interviewed you before. How do you have such a good crack radar? <laughs> now, this I want I want to tell you all this is the first ever in 25 years exclusive because of my girls or because of you ladies. I love y'all so much. Exclusive. I lived in a crack house for wow. about 2 years. How about that? Was Why? it let him tell us? Cause... No, but uh, honestly, uh, the uh, first two years of undergrad, I didn't have a place to stay. My mom died when I was a kid or a teenager, never had a father. So when I got in college, I didn't have places to stay. Uh, I couldn't afford on-campus monies. I couldn't afford the on-campus dorm uh, money that it cost. So I stayed with some family members. And yes, they were selling crack. And the crack addicts were coming in, doing their thing. I was used to that type of life. Wasn't nothing new. So it wasn't nothing strange to me. It was nothing that was shocking. So in that vein, I've seen um, about 500 crackheads <laughs> directly doing their thing yeah. and probably met another 1,000. <laughs> so no, I know it because it's been, unfortunately, my reality growing up in the conditions that I did. And I have not left my folks behind. They yeah. come with me. Yeah. I come to the, and those that don't come with me, I go to them. We have a 10,000 square foot community center in Detroit, the Mathis Community Center. We serve ex-offenders, many of which are my friends who've done 20 and 30 years and now coming home. We help with NA uh, narcotic anonymous meetings twice a day. Many of them are my friends from the past. And so I'm still in the trenches with the folks who are suffering under poverty and discrimination and racism. And so I still see it because I'm still there. Well, Judge Mathis, wow. we, we could talk to you all day. You, yeah. I, Before we let you go, I just want to say congratulations. You are also in production on the 24th season of your court show, <laughs> Judge Mathis. You are the uh, long- Hey, man, put the pipe down. Put that pipe down. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <laughs> so I want to give you- Everywhere we go, I'm what sorry. What is going on? You got a new show, too, don't you? You have a new show? For the reality that's show- That's right, A&E. That's why I'm here now. Live- uh, Court Night Live comes on Wednesday wow. at 9 p.m. Live every Wednesday. A&E Network. Judge Mathis. Judge Court Mathis. Night Live. In 24 years, the longest running African-American male host on television. We want to give you your appropriate flowers. You are taking over. And I love that a strong black man like yourself is showing a black family because they seem to not let us have that anymore. And you are strongly and loudly and proudly representing for us. We need your show. Thank you so much, Judge Mathis. We Thank appreciate you, Kay. Love, love you. Love y'all. Hope to see y'all soon. You. No Thank doubt. You. We're going to have you come back. And I'm going to send anybody I'm dating through you so you can sniff them out and see if there's any crack residue okay. on them. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> y'all keep that exclusive. I gave y'all an exclusive now. <laughs> no. Oh, that's going to be clipped right now. We love you, Judge. Family, our love. All right. Family, our love. I will. Make sure you check out all Judge Mathis's shows. He's uh, basically on every channel right now and support this okay. brother who's doing positive things. We'll be right back after this break. Welcome back to Cocktails with the Queens. We are still on a high because we just had the amazing Judge Greg Mathis on the show. Please support all of his shows. He was awesome. And if you just got in here just now, rewind, watch it tomorrow, or watch the exclusive that he gave us about his time in the trap house. Okay. <laughs> 
step it up, but we've never had a guest tell us anything like that. Okay, so we've reached a part of the show where we uh, talk about our relationships and the challenges we face in our lives and how we personally overcame them. Welcome to our queendom. <laughs> you always do the head tilt every time. I, do. I always wait for it. I always like, here it comes. <laughs> so tonight's topic will focus on how mental, uh, physical, and emotional trauma can lead to toxic relationships. Mm. Now, it seems like we're seeing more and more women in emotionally distressed relationships for the sake of, you know, wanting to feel loved, be financially supported, and in most cases, be viewed as a ride or die chick. Mm, that is not me. Okay, how can women stay away from toxic relationships and instead focus on their own internal healing? Selena, you know, I'm coming to you first. What do you think about this topic? Um, you know, this is a very, very important topic, first of all. It's a, it's, a, it's a topic that we need to discuss more in terms of women and how we are behaving in relationships. Case in point, and I know we're probably going to touch on this later, but the car accident that just happened in LA, um, the people said that the woman, the woman who was a nurse, that she was arguing or had some type of altercation with her boyfriend, was at a tavern, got drunk, and then that's how the whole car accident happened. The mm. thing that hit me more than anything is what is it? What could make you that angry? What mm. could be that powerful emotionally, which emotions come and go, but what could be that detrimental emotionally to have, to put you now in a predicament where you could be in jail forever. And so I think that women need to look at situations, not like that one, but there are other situations where women are being killed. Women are, you know, things are happening that are very, very serious due to toxicity in relationships. The, thing, the question you asked for me, Claudia, was what do you think women could do? Well, I think that women need to first address the toxicity and the traumas that are happening within themselves. Because when you're dealing with trauma and toxic toxicity within yourself, you're not always um, on point with recognizing it in other people because you're also dealing with it. As a matter of fact, you become attracted to it. So when you heal from it, you can identify it and know this is not what I want because it's going to make you feel the way you used to feel. And I think what we're not doing as women is dealing with our traumas, especially black women. We're, right. straight, we're sweeping things under the rugs just to keep moving, just to keep making money, just to keep it going. And we're not healing properly. And it's attracting trauma. Trauma attracts trauma. Great, and so great, that's, that's great. my, that's because I, I lived it. You know, I've been fighting out in the street right. with me and throwing rocks and all that. I've, I've done that. And it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't, it doesn't add up. And it actually ends in tragedy. Great, great points. Great points. And like, as always, Vivica, what do you think about this? Whew. Well, I think the main thing is that we're uh, afraid to talk about when we're, when we're in bad relationships. Uh, we always like to think everything is okay uh, or that we can fix, you know, they, there's a, old saying that you know women are attracted to bad boys well baby when you grow up bad boys get real boring as far as mm -hmm. i'm concerned wow. i have no time at all for a bad relationship for someone not to treat me well but that comes with maturity and having good girlfriends around me that i can communicate with this show for me every monday is therapy that you know i learn what to accept and what not to accept so uh, I just feel for women, it's communicating with your family members or girlfriends to let them know that a relationship has went left. Okay. Thank you for those points. Lisa Ray, what do you think? I just like to see love take over. Yeah. Love in the relationship. See, when you care about somebody and you are in a union, whatever kind of relationship it is. As girlfriends, as fiancés, as husbands, mother and daughter, sisters, whatever it is, have an accountability for that person. Because you may not be able to see it, but if I see it and I say it, then just take a, a minute to notice that why I'm saying what I'm saying. Because it doesn't have to be all bad and you don't have to go through it by yourself. But when you can't identify with it, you're going to go out there and lose it and blank out. And then you're going to crash through something that you're not supposed to be crashing through. And now your life is just turned upside down. 
because somebody else didn't care for you the same way that you felt like they should have. If you care about yourself that much, then you're not going to need that love. You would want it and you would honor it, but you're not going to need it to validate you or to balance you. Love needs to take over. Agreed. Okay. Um, I'm going to go to the root of a lot of this. I think there's an unrealistic pressure on women that men don't have that places value on a woman if she has a husband, a man, or a child, that men don't have that same kind of pressure. And when you have this pressure since you are five years old and watching fairy tales that tell us we got to find Prince Charming or you're going to be like the three ugly stepsisters in Cinderella, single women with the big feet. Okay. Uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, look at, look at all the, the, the cartoons that we grew up on sleeping beauty. She got poisoned and only a man could save her and validate her life. Mm. Right. I know that sounds surface, but it's actually programmed no, it's real talk. at an early age to start thinking I'm not complete or I'm not a queen or I'm not perfect or I'm not valuable until I'm somebody's wife or somebody's mother. So yeah. when you have this unrealistic pressure on you since you're five, right? Since you're five, um, of course, you're going to stick in a jacked up relationship because you don't want to be alone. Because I remember when I was on Housewives and I didn't show a relationship. Well, where's your man? He's supposed to be so pretty. Why aren't you got a man? Well, wow. maybe I don't have one right now. Or I don't want to show him on television or maybe I'm just wait taking my time. But the fact that I was so beat down and it happens, it's happened to all of us. Uh, Celine, you've been married for a long time, but Vivica, Lisa, I know we've all gotten it from people. And it's like, you can have an amazing career. You can be an action, A-list actress. You can be a politician, you can have foundations and you're still not worth that. Like you're not the prize, you're not there yet until you have a man validate. So no wonder why women stay in toxic relationships. No wonder why women put up with all kinds of abuse just to have that and say, well, I got a man, so I'm doing better than her. We got to get that, get rid of that nonsense and stop shaming women that are single and choose to put themselves first and say, I love me until he's as good and a good, a good fit for me. I'm going to stay single until I get what I deserve. I know that was long, but it's something I really no. feel strongly about. And I think it's jacked Real up tough. that men, men don't have that pressure. A 60 year old salt and pepper man that's single that ran through women's whole life. We like, oh, he's an eligible bachelor. We don't call him a spinster. We call him Zaddy. We call him Zaddy. We call him we call a Zaddy. Zaddy. We don't do that to men and they don't have that pressure. And then we, they have choices. We don't, we get dragged if we're single at a certain age. Yeah. And it's the, and our mothers need to do better. Our mothers need to validate our daughters. Mothers need to validate their daughters and that will help a lot as well. Well, I'm gonna validate this commercial break because that was a fantastic segment. Great thoughts from okay. all of you ladies. We're gonna take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with more cocktails with the beautiful queens who don't matter if we got a man or don't got a man because we still that chick. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Cocktails with the Queens. Hey, one day, ladies, we need them to get all the footage of our conversations that we have during Ooh. the commercial. We cussing and we just really keeping it really, really, really. It would be hurt feelings, girlfriend. Oh, right. yes, it wouldn't it be? You think they're talking about us now. They, she said, what? <laughs> <laughs> we got to do one day Cocktails with Queens after dark and just like okay. let everybody have, let the kids have it. Yeah, okay. we do it anyway. Okay, welcome back to the show. Uh, we, listen, I saw this story on social media. I was so like, oh, I hate this guy. Uh, let's talk about uh, the expectations that some men have when it comes to spending money on women after a date or after taking a woman on a trip. Now, a video is making its rounds on social media of a man going the F off on a woman after he claimed, I, the math ain't math, and I, I don't did the calculations. He claimed he spent $5,000 on their trip. Apparently, the two have been you know, talking on social media for a couple of months. And when they finally met, the woman decided not to have sex with him, which led to an argument. Lisa Ray, let's start with you. What are your thoughts on this argument? I already know you about to just let us have it. So come on. Started with the wrong oh one. Honey. I don't know. I thought it was the punani is the treat. Is the treat. And I, I understand that you may want to have your treat before you have your entree and appetizer, but sometimes it don't go like that. Sometimes it gets sweeter later. You know what I mean? And if you are really um, wanting to go after this, the dating process of getting to that is going to be sweeter. It's like, you don't want me to be like, okay, just because you did that, then now I owe you. There you go. Yeah. Oh, I owe you what? And then why you didn't establish that in the beginning? Why you didn't say that? Because maybe it would have been a different outcome. 
Maybe I could have got my head right and said, oh, well, you know what? You may give me one or two more drinks and I'm, I may go for it. Or maybe she got there and looked at your ass and felt like mm -mm, you ain't what I thought you were. And you talking to me crazy or you ain't even you talking Ebonics or talking whatever. And it's not turning me on. So she changed her mind. You saying that she don't have a right to change her mind, that she can't keep her stuff between her legs and say, I think that maybe I could really like him. And I just need one more day just to see if I want to really give it up, you know, because I could really have my nose open. Let, let, let me let me pace myself. It could have been a various of things. But now you want to go all off and make her act like the angry black woman and make her look like she crazy. And it's because of you being cheap. If you can't afford it, then don't do it. That's what I'm saying. You got to date. Don't date down. Like my girl Braley Evans said, don't date down. Date up. Date That's on right. your on your own level because being evenly yoked ain't no joke. I'm telling you. Hustle got to match. Beyonce said that. We, oh, I want to get the rest of the opinions of everybody else, but we have to go to commercial. You know what? Let's take a quick break and come back with this. And then one last story, because I definitely want to hear the rest of y'all's thoughts on this. And I have a, a theory about why she didn't give it up, too. We'll be right back with more after the break. Yes. <laughs> Welcome back to Cocktails with the Queens. Now, before we went to break, we were talking uh, about that brother that flew that young lady out after months of talking to her. And when she decided to have sex with him, he went the F off and said he spent $5,000 on her. Uh, Vivica or Selena, who want to go next? I just got to go real quick. And my answer going to be, first of all, when he said the comment about, okay, you didn't want to fly spirit, girlfriend. You should have known that that was just a red flag right there. I'm, and I'm done with it. Facts. <laughs> <laughs> spirit is the spirit of Satan. However, uh, real quick for me, what if she was actually thinking, I'm trying to save myself. Do you really want a woman that you've been dating on the internet to come right in and give you some tail? Is that monkey what box. Monkey box. Yeah, like it's giving COVID, it's giving monkeypox, it's giving promiscuity, promiscuity, it's giving like a lot of stuff. What if she was actually saving herself? Now you messed it all up. <laughs> yeah. It's a lot of things out in these streets, bro. Don't be <laughs> jumping in all quick. So the people that want to come for her and say she knew what it was and she should just like had sex with him. First of all, let, let's, I pay attention. Okay. Number one, you said you spent $700 on her flight. Then you said with bags and everything, it was $2,000. You lied. Bags are $30. Stop capping. Second of all, you said you guys were talking for two months before she came out there. Obviously she liked you. If she was just a bird trying to take advantage of you, she probably would have came out sooner. She's probably, that tells me a two months that she was taking her time to get to know you because maybe she saw some potential in you. So the fact that once she got there, she didn't give it up to you, you probably messed that up. She probably was feeling you. That's why she came out there. I ain't talking to nobody for two months and then coming to visit you without thinking we going there. I'm grown. So he maybe the breath was banging. Maybe he had dirt up under his fingernails and she didn't want to get a bacterial infection. Maybe he had sleep in his eyes. Maybe he had a cold sore. Why are we not talking about maybe something's wrong with him? Oh, that been and, and the fact long. that you do, he's, by his reaction, him yelling like that, he's definitely the kind of guy that would say, that's why I smashed on the first night. He's that guy. And you didn't stand for So she and, dodged a bullet. That and part. ladies, that part. third thing I noticed before we go to this next story, the room had two beds. So you knew what it was before you got out there. Okay. Exactly. He was too cheap to do a king size. <laughs> or oh, a sweet. That part. <laughs> Five, and if you really want to just get sex like that real quick, you could have just paid a sex worker and then nobody would have been mad. Okay, speaking of being mad, I'm mad about this story. Uh, during an episode of Drink Champs, Irv Gotti said his secret romance with, well, secret romance is not secret anymore, with Ashanti uh, helped her career and claims he came up with her hit song, Happy, right after they had sex. Irv said, we just finished sleeping together or whatever. I'm taking a shower, uh, you know. And we're being creative after sex. And I think the whole, I thought of the whole track in the shower. What are your thoughts about Irv Gotti dishing secrets about his relationship with Ashanti? If it, uh, Lisa, I know you, we all know him, but I know you, you're friends with him. Real quick, what you think? We all I am him. friends with him and Irv. I want you to hear this. Why? Why? Like for real, come on. You kissing and telling 20 years later, you could have kept that. That was nobody's business. And wasn't he married then too? Yeah, yeah. Yes. That's that's messy. That's fine. And why? Why now? Lisa Ray, what do you, th I mean, uh, Vivica, what do you think? I, I concur with Lisa Ray. Why? Why now? It's 
15 years ago and you were married at the time. So it's like, homie, you kind of playing yourself and Ashanti must have that whip appeal. These niggas killing me doing the, you know, kissing and telling. Who does that? Someone that sprung that missed okay. that thing. Cause I, I don't okay. have it a couple of times. You know what I'm saying? You know, yeah, ladies, you know, they, they don't talk about it. Down you... memory lane when she, it was Listen. after the shower and I thought of the whole track. Listen, ladies, that's why you can't reverse cowgirl everybody because they just they can't be in mine. Okay, they all oh, man. I, I fucked the 10 years. I fucked her. I had sex with her 97. I, I did that. Still with me. Felina, what do you I, think? It's it's giving promotion for the new show that's coming out. Ah, uh, yeah. guys. Okay, well, <laughs> These people then. are nuts. Damn, it, 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 it has no other value other than that. You're on the drink tramps. You're drunk, and then you tell some stuff to make your make your show. They want to watch the show because in the in the interview he said, I think he said something about it it telling the story in his in his um the story the story the story comes to life inside of his series. Oh, okay. It's I don't even know. Shameless plug. Shameless plug. Yeah, right? it's yeah. giving promotion at the expense of bitchism. It's weird. <laughs> Um, I, I like Ashanti, and, and let me tell you, Ashanti don't bother nobody. At she all. doesn't, and Love that's why it's a class act. It ain't like she's out there running her mouth about nobody else. And I like her. No. And or we 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 like you, or we cool. You know what I'm saying? But like, leave her alone. Like, I would hate for a man to be in an right. interview and just sit there because when we do it, we get called messy bitches. Oh my god! So when men do it, it's she the same. ain't over him yet. Oh, she got to bring up his name for attention, like. But look at y'all, okay? And look at Ashanti. Vivica can't even get 50 cent back and change before somebody say something about her trying to say something about the damn 50 cent. You so know I, sat down, everybody. Uh, On that note, I would like to thank Judge Mathis, Judge Greg Mathis for joining us tonight. Thank you for watching. Stay tuned for the Pulse up next, ladies. I love y'all. That was fun. First off. Peace out, y'all. The Mazda lineup of SUVs will provide safety, performance, and capability on your journey ahead. From the three-row Mazda CX-9 to the first-ever Mazda CX-50, our sales team is ready to guide you to the SUV for your lifestyle. Shop the Omaha Metro's exclusive Mazda dealers at Woodhouse Mazda in Bellevue or Woodhouse Place Mazda. Visit us online for your next Mazda SUV at woodhousemazda.com.